Jesus. Just got an offer for like a, a jacket that um my wife is selling for her mother on my eBay. Oh. One's offered 50 pounds for it. Jesus, what is this jacket? <laughs> 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 what is this? is beautiful. What is this? Velvet? 50 <laughs> Velvet. <laughs> velvet? You going to get a cut of this or what? Probably not. I don't know. eBay. Where to sell your shit? What's the tagline for eBay? Do you have stuff? Do you do like you, to sell it? Do, do you want money for your stuff? Does eBay have a tagline? I don't know. Is it like, have it your way? <laughs> Eat fresh, sell fresh. Wait, I'm gonna find it. eBay, eBay connecting buy and no, that's not right. Tagline, not very catchy. Tagline connecting buyers and sellers. Is that what it is? That's literally what they do. That's not a tagline. That's a fucking like business description. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Slogan. Wait. Slogan. Slogan. Slogan Paul, am I right? <laughs> no. What? Oh, buy it, sell it, love it. The world's online marketplace. That sounds sort of like... eBay logo. Eat fresh. <laughs> Literally eat fresh. Yeah. I feel like eat fresh... I'm loving it. ...and have it your way should be the other way, should be swapped. Like, have it your way, that's Burger King. But that should be... Subway, could you literally tell them what you want? You yeah. get it. You ha- you can have it your you way. You literally have it your way. You, you literally have it your way. Eat yeah. fresh. I, I don't know. What is that? eBay. Definitely not Burger King. <laughs> eBay. Eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon fresh. Eat fresh. It's <laughs> too much fresh. <laughs> too much for prime fresh. <laughs> hey, Phil, do you think if we sing this, we, we'll, we'll swap places? Are there the rules? We can find out. Let's find out the rules. Okay. One, two, three. The space space goes goes down, 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 baby. baby. Down, down down the the roller coaster. Sweet, 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 baby. The timing of the space goes down, down, baby. Down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby. Sweet, sweet. Don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, Coco Pop. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. I met a girlfriend, a Triscuit. She said a Triscuit, a biscuit, ice cream, soda pop. No, on top. Oh, Shalita, walking down the street. Ten times a week. I mean it. I said it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Suck you in the stomach three more times. It is you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed to know. Yeah. It was just like, I sang that song and then like, you know, this very popular song that yeah. uh, school kids sing to each other all the time that, uh, yeah. that I am who I say I am. Yeah. You know? Nobody else would know that. No one would know that. No one would know the space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. I mean, that's like a total nursery rhyme thing that little four-year-olds sing, but, uh, you know, no one would know that. I thought it was that song by the, the crypt or whatever, the drums. I want to go to fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million versions of this. There's like the yeah. Nelly version. The Nelly, Nelly. version. Do you remember Nelly? Nelly? Yeah, with the tape. Yeah. He had, uh, he had the space called down, down, baby, down, down, a roller coaster. <laughs> like, <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, cock off, shimmy, shimmy, right. <laughs> that sounds great. He's a, he had a great version of it. Yeah. 
good. Um, yeah. Did we, did we swap bodies? I don't think we swap bodies, but I don't think that's how it works. Though. Maybe I think take you're a while. supposed to know that it was me because I swapped bodies with you, and then you would know that I was me. But we already knew that we swapped bodies. <laughs> so we didn't need to know. Wait, Shit. no. I Did think we, we just really wait? No, up. just one of us. What are the rules? What are the one of us just aged, aged up a little, yeah. but we could yeah, yeah. and you know couldn't recognize each other. So we had to sing a song that we've never sung before together to make sure that the other one is, <laughs> it's who they say they are. Severely out of sync because of Skype. Yeah, it should have been like snack town. No, <laughs> kill him, shoot him, eat the pie, shoot him. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Charles Cinecast, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema and the Breadcrumbs Collective. This is your host, John the Foster, and I am here today with my 13 year old boy. He's again. Oh, I thought you were going to be like big boy. (laughs) My big boy. (laughs) My big boy. He's my big boy. (laughs) Phil, what's going on, Phil? How's it going? All right. I'm glad I'm not 13. Apparently, that's the age where you want to leave most. Yeah. I remember it being all bad. Yeah, it was always bad. <laughs> it's all bad. It's still bad. <laughs> and t- it's still bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's better. Bad. Yeah. It's better. I'll give you that. Like yeah. 30 going on 30 to have a point. You know, I'm closer to 30 now mm-hmm. than I am 13, which yeah. is just depressing to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is the older you get, the less, like, the less you give a shit about almost everything. I feel like, I've, yeah, I feel, I mean, yeah, I feel like. I'm dreading getting to that age, but once I'm past it, I'm not going to give a shit anymore. Yeah. About like how because it's all the same. That yeah. Point. I think it's it becomes such a blur after a while that like, who cares? You just stop caring. I mean, that's why I think old people just go and just wreck shit all the time. They're having the time of their lives because every day it's like, you know, the first could time be their last. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the first time they've ever done anything. They don't remember the last sixty years. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm doing okay, though, besides that, besides, you know, the, the aging process and the slow march towards death <laughs> this season has only reminded me of. Um, my own mortality? I'm, my own mortality. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should have been called, my own mortality. <laughs> that sounds like a metal band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my own mortality, yeah. a lesson to fathers. Yeah. <laughs> Brackets, what are the rules? <laughs> how are yeah, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm uh, just realizing that like we're sitting on the precipice of, uh, of maybe you know a major world war, and mm, um, yeah, yeah, we're concerning ourselves with such stupid things like whether or not the Batman was good or it was whether good or not, though. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not uh, people swapping bodies matters or that like if. You know, turning into a thirty-year-old because you were thirteen is a body swap movie anyway. So yeah. uh, we're still I mean, trying to figure that out, dude. I saw a thing on like Twitter like a few weeks ago. Whenever Russia invaded <laughs> Ukraine, um, and then someone had taken a screen grab of it, and it was just like you know, they had no caption, but it was like everything wrong with the internet, everything wrong with Twitter specifically in the picture, and it was like the top two trending topics, and one was Russia invades Ukraine, world on the brink of war. And then the second one was like a BuzzFeed article, and it was like, these 33 celebrities we forgot had famous parents. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. And then a minute later, I was like, oh shit. Is that like a personal attack on us? <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do they know? Yeah. 
It's like, who cares? Everybody who's famous has a famous parent or... or How do you think they got famous? Yeah, it's like, who gives a shit? Called nepotism. Yeah, it's it's been around forever. You know, that's how the world works. Everyone everyone who's like anyone has a, you know, a, a parent that's rich or famous, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's how it works. I just thought of something now. We're sitting here recording. You've got Steven behind you. I've got Boy next to me, staring out the window. Yeah, Boy's back, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, this is come here. good news. Come here. You might hear him click clacking around. Definitely heard a growl. Yeah. Um. So we don't have any body swap animal movies. Yeah. I was we didn't thinking do about that. that. Are there any? Like, like what's that one? That isn't it the Shaggy I, Dog? That's a Tim Allen one? Yeah, doesn't he like turn into a dog? <laughs> I think so. But I was thinking more like old school Disney. We could do like a hundred good deed for Eddie McDowell. Or oh god, yeah. That would a banger. Or <laughs> do you ever watch Fluke? That Fluke or Luke? It's like Jack Frost, but the dad turns into a dog. Dude, that's a body swap movie. Jack Frost <laughs> turning it into like an inanimate objects. Like, come on, let's go. Like it's weird. Woof. But the snowman doesn't go into his body. Yeah, that's true. I'm very confused. But well, that's like a next, bo- it's still a body swap. Next week, like next week especially, they change one of the rules and it really confused me. Yeah. I don't know if you if you caught it, but like it really threw me off. <laughs> well, we'll get into that next week. We'll get week. into it, yeah. <laughs> but this week. This week. Foo boy. Well, Ooh. let's get into it this week. Okay, it's a bit. It's a biggie. <laughs> it's a big time thing. Uh, last week, Phil and I got hopped up on Special K and started hallucinating <laughs> that we were thirteen again, but stuck we in our thirty-year-old bodies. The only way out of the K hole we found ourselves in was to sprinkle on some magic dust that Phil got from some guy in a closet. <laughs> it turned out that that was actually angel dust, and somehow, after a few hours of puking it all out, and it all balanced out, and we came too. Only thing is that uh, Phil found himself madly in love with the man from the closet who gave us the angel dust, and they bought a house together. <laughs> it's pink! <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of cute. Okay. The only thing is, we still don't know. What are the rules? The song wasn't in this one, was it? It's not. Fuck. It's not. I was hoping like even like an older version of it, because that's like an old song that's just Mm. like been remade numerous times. Over and over, yeah. The whole fucking (laughs) Buddy Swap Show. It's week three of our What Are the Rules? The Ultimate Body Swap Showdown, a lesson of fathers, aka fuck around (laughs) and find out mini arc. And we're about to stumble upon another person who fucked around and found out. They did find out. Like last week's episode. <laughs> this week we follow another story of a 12-year-old who makes a wish that sends him 
into adulthood, but this time it's from the uh, male perspective, and it isn't finally, you know, sending this young boy into the future. It's just transforming them into a 30-year-old in their present. What kind of fun can a 12-year-old have in a 30-year-old body? A lot, could you believe, Phil? What film are we talking about this week? It's big. Because I'm a big boy. That's literally one of the songs in the musical. I went to see the musical version. I left halfway through because it was so bad. Did you really? Because you're a big boy. You can do anything because you're a big boy. I'm not lying. That is a song in that musical. Oh, my God. up on Spotify. Because you could do anything like not go to bed because you're a big boy. It made me embarrassed to be alive. (laughs) And then you left? Yeah, I left at the interval. Yeah, I would would too. It sounds bad. For Josh Baskin, life was a little unfair. Until he made a little wish. I wish I were big. Sweetheart, it's 7.30, are you up? Josh! 20th Century Fox presents... Tom Hanks. Big. I turned into a grown-up, Mom. I made this wish on a machine, and it turned me into a grown-up. So now what? You get a job. Cannot get a job. I play with all of this stuff, and then I tell them what I think. And they pay you for that? Suckers! Vice President, he's only been here a week. See that girl over there in the red? Short upper legs around you so tight, you'll be begging for mercy. Well, I'll stay away from her then. I loved your ideas on the squeezy doll line. Thanks. What were you like when you were younger? Go oh, well, I wasn't much different. It's your Who are you? I'm his girlfriend. I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Yeah. Okay. But I get to be on top. so special about Baskin. He's a grown-up. How do I feel about what? How do you, how do you feel about me? You're only young once. This is important! I'm your best friend. What's more important than that, huh? But for Josh... I miss my family, Susan, and I want to go home. Oh, my God, you're married! It just might last a lifetime. You'll never forget Tom Hanks. It's Beluga. After a wish on a mysterious Zoltar machine turns 12-year-old Zoltar. Josh Baskin, who's played by David Moscow, into a 30-year-old man, played by Tom Hanks. His best friend, Billy, played by Jared Rushton, helps him hide out in New York City, where they seek out a machine that calls the transformation. I do want to say that I found that whole bit like for years and years and years of watching this to be one of the more forgettable and confusing things about this whole film. 
Like they've gone to New York City to find. I I, I think I zone out in that scene as well. They go. Oh, to when like, they're looking for Delta. Yeah, and they go to like that place where the woman's just being kind of like, "Hey, you've been lucky. Yeah. You get it in you know thirty days." <laughs> you know, so it's like this whole like <laughs> this whole fucking boring scene where they're like looking for the Zoltar machine, but they have to go like to this place to find it. Like, and it, oh god damn. This makes me glad that the internet exists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> While in the Big Apple, Josh gets a low-level job at Macmillan Toy Company. A chance encounter with the owner of the company, <laughs> Robert Loja, leads to a promotion testing new toys. Soon, a fellow employee, Susan Lawrence, played by Elizabeth Perkins, takes a romantic interest in Josh. He's 13, by the way. However, the pressure 13, of living <laughs> as an adult begins to overwhelm him. And he longs to return to his simple former life as a boy. It's the 1988 fantasy comedy directed by the late great Penny Marshall, Penny Marshall. and written by Gary Ross and Steven Spielberg's sister, Anne Spielberg. Oh. Hot takes out the gate, Phil. Big. Remember, he's 13. <laughs> he's 13. Okay, hot take. Last if, week, you were 13. so like about... Like, it's okay because, you know, it's they're 13 and stuff. And I said, no, Phil, like, that's wrong. And they're 13. They're, I don't they're remember 13. This. And you were like, you know, but it's okay. He's, he's <laughs> I don't remember he's this. Like 13, Let's not bring it up know? again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because he had the Cathio. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not okay. Yeah, it's, it's not, not okay. okay. <laughs> it's never okay. Yeah. It's, the, it's the only thing. I'll get the good out the way. This is it, man. Third weekend. This is the peak. Yeah. of body swap movie this is the best it's still the best it's the most yeah charming and sweet and like just very well done everything sort of riffing off this but it just takes a step a bit too far right at the end like just for, like it's the implications of it you know <laughs> it's, it's it's the emotional psychological damage that would have on her and again it's the licorice pizza thing. Yeah. It's only because it's an older woman that we're like, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. That's the only reason we allow it. But, and, you know, that bit where he li- she lets you wa- watch him walk away and he turns around and he's suddenly a little boy in a big suit. <laughs> and, like, ah! and he dre- yeah. And he, I would he looks explode. Like, he looks like the guy die. from Talking Heads. I, will, I uh, wonder if she's still like in her head thought he was like definitely man her. like are you fucking with me <laughs> <laughs> like how do you fucking with her but okay could, I know that's mostly going to be this episode apart from that yeah great it's a great movie and it's a fucking breakout performance by like an already like on his way up Tom Hanks mm. like I don't know anyone else who had ever played this as well it's like him and Robin Williams really the only like grown up like male actor to like can do that childlike sense of wonder believably like mm-hmm. that look in tom hanks eye i like think you know i believe he's a 13 year old kid and i know like he worked a lot with his younger self in the movie and maybe that was part of it but it's just really sweet it's like really earnest and well done and i i think it's, it's easily the best of the body swap movie the most memorable just even with all that you know <laughs> shit in the middle and toward the end and it's only gotten weirder i never questioned that as a kid yeah but the older i get the weirder it feels because I, maybe it's... maybe i'm more i can see it more objectively and be like that would really fuck you up yeah though. i think it's culture has changed so much though since then 
you know, like in, in the eighties, we're like, it's cool. Yeah, it's like no one gave a shit back in the day. I th- you know, Physically, I, it's sh- not illegal. I'm sure people would have like. <laughs> I'm sure people would have like you know I don't know they would have talked about it and said well that's a bit weird and then like the musical that was something they did a lot in the musical where they were like hamming up how fucking weird it is like it, and it was like all these like tongue in cheek sort of winking to the audience and you know a nudge and a wink sort of things to the audience like mm-hmm. about how weird that whole plot line is. But like, I don't know if that was added in for a later production. Cause I saw this like a couple years ago, just prior to the pandemic in London, but that musical has been around since like the nineties. I think, I think it got adapted in like 96 originally. Oh really? And yeah, so it's been around for a while. So I don't know when they like added that in, but I think culture like really has just been like, Whoa, you remember all these films that you used to love? They're kind of fucked up, like you know, like, like, and this is definitely an example of that. I mean, but like you said, it is like uh, so. It's such a classic movie, um, and it is really good. It's like that one thing that's just fucking weird, and when it happens, it's hilarious because like, it's it's just like, dude, what? Like, it's it's weird every time, and it's especially now, like that I'm older and like. When I was younger, I, I saw it. I don't think I even thought about it. You know, obviously, mm. when you're really young, I've seen this film a million times. Of course, you're not thinking about that. Like, it, like that's not even doesn't even cross your mind because they never really go too far with it anyway on screen. It's always just like they may be kissed and stuff, and like, but yeah. then, but then, <laughs> but no, they get busy. Yeah. But like, you know, I remember the scene of like, you know, it's like the things that are magical about the film, like about, you know, when you see it as a kid and you see like the film through his eyes as like a kid in this adult's body who can Mm -hmm. kind of do whatever you want, which makes the film really magical. Like he has this amazing apartment. It's insane. It's a dream apartment. I'm currently looking for a place and it's just like like that. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit. He has this insane place. I want the loft door. Yeah. I want it all. (laughs) I want the arcade machine. The arcade machine machines pinball yeah big huge trampoline and all that but like dream you know it's crazy like it's a insane story that's really fun and magical and stuff and you don't even remember like all that shit because there's so much around it that's sort of like you know engulfs how (laughs) weird that plot line is and it's fucking weird it is weird it's like they didn't have to go that far but they did they yeah they did and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how I feel. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. Because, like, they do the hilarious thing that I know we talked about a little bit last week. And you, because you were talking about the whole musical number thing and the whole, like, thing, like, you know, with 500 Days of Summer and stuff. They do it was, well here, But though. there was something else about 500 Days of Summer. It was after the sex scene, you had the whole, like, hey, how's it going, my man? Like, you know. Yeah, oh my God. It's like, and yeah. I started laughing so hard. I was like, oh, Phil, Phil's definitely just like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it, at least I don't, I mind, I don't, I mind it less because it, it, it's like slow decline into becoming an asshole and them having sex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is like sort of the opposite. It's like him, I'm a grown up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it yeah. literally is a coming of age story. Yeah, but like, he's going up too fast, yeah. bro. He's like, he, he needs to, he's on steroids. Exactly. He might. <laughs> maybe he's just on steroids. <laughs> maybe, yeah. This thirteen-year-old kid—that's what he found underneath the Noltar machine. Yeah, just the needle. You know, he got in the way of a deal. <laughs> just a needle, and he just 
jacked it up in that. <laughs> He's like, man, that's the only way I'm going to get on that fucking upside down roller coaster fucking <laughs> thing. Like, now like, I'm 30. I want to fucking be big. No, I wish I was and big. It's, it's, that's something that the later movie did a bit better. That This is very literal. That he wants to be big because he literally wants to be bigger. Yeah. He literally wants to be taller. Yeah. He wants to be get on the ride. And yeah, there's a girl involved, but like who gives a shit? It's not yeah. like anyone like actually interesting. But the other ones, there's like emotional problems tied into Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But this is interesting because all that stuff comes in the adult life. He's not really bringing any of that stuff with him. It's like this new group of people and him trying to assimilate. And there's something to, you know, bring it being innocent and being naive, you know. It's obviously endearing to certain people, mm. but to others it's infuriating because <laughs> he get he gets the perfect because life isn't like that. That's yeah. not a good lesson for him to for him to learn. Because it's not like, oh, you, if you're just, you know, really nice and you like hanging out and playing with toys, you'll just get Basically a dream a job. A, yeah, a be dumbass. a dumbass. You get a dream apartment, you get <laughs> you yeah, a dream job, you get to just fail upward yeah. in a fucking toy company. And I don't know. I do I do want to play his like electronic comic book thing that sounds sick yeah 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 i mean you know i always wanted to fuck around on the piano i mean that's an iconic scene for sure you know what happens you fuck yeah. around you fuck around you find <laughs> <laughs> i mean i went to uh what years ago like i don't think it's there anymore because that's fao schwartz in new york oh but yeah when yeah, i went yeah, there yeah. with my brother i went there um, and they didn't have it out, but they had it like on the wall, I think. Oh, okay. And you couldn't, you couldn't even do it. I think mm. it would become too much of a touristy thing. But yeah. I've seen it at other places yeah, that have yeah, a yeah. similar thing. But I love that. I love that scene. That scene is yeah. so good. It's iconic. Yeah. It's one of the best things. I mean, it's so sweet. I think like. And it's actually them. Everything. Doing it. Yeah, it is. And it's, that's the thing about this film. Like everything about it is, is really sweet and wholesome mm. and i think that's like in what's a good way so funny about that weird the weirdness there and i think it's gotten swallowed for so many years and people don't even like <laughs> people didn't talk about it until many years later and then it kind of it kind of became a thing that was a part of like culture of like hey do you remember big that movie big yeah like she had sex with him and he was only 13 <laughs> so like, whoa 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 wait they had sex i thought it was just like this no no go no, watch no. it again they have like that he filled on her titties <laughs> <laughs> barbecue sauce on her titties that was my favorite favorite bit in the film though like when um so like he's having his birthday like so he's 12 he turns 13 inside of this this adult man's body <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that it's just weird <laughs> and he's having his birthday um dinner with his best friend and yeah. who he just immediately just like you know fucks Drunk. over right after yeah um and he's like he surprises him, surprises him with the birthday cake. There's a big, huge American style, like happy birthday, like bringing the cake out thing. Yeah. And uh, he asked him like, what are you going to wish for this time? And the uh, look on his face was like, dim titties. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's sitting there he's like, like rubbing his head. He's like grabbing her breasts. Like, yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> she should have known he was 13 or at least a virgin or something like Oh, yeah, there's like, no how questions. Did he know asked. what to do? Yeah, yeah, like what? That was definitely awkward. And then, like, what's going to happen? It would have been like that scene in Forrest Gump where he's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never happened before. <laughs> they should have just cut too. Oh shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, she's just like, it's all right, it's all right, don't worry. Sleeping in the bed, like, oh god, <laughs> in the bunk bed. <laughs> And he's just oh, shaking shit. on the bunk bed, crying. <laughs> oh man! It was like, uh, there's a <laughs> I just recently rewatched Force Gump. <laughs> oh, there no. was like this. So uh, there's because 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 Julia has like hearing problems and stuff. We watch everything with subtitles, and, like <laughs> yeah. I've said before, like in previous <laughs> episodes. And you start to like read Cash lines thing. that you never like noticed they said before. <laughs> And I think like there's a bit in Forrest Gump where like in that scene where like the roommates all like sort of freaked out and she's just like <laughs> yeah. And Forrest says, "I ru- I think I ruined your roommate's bathroom." That's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Oh god. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you got to see the conversation of like Jenny and the roommate being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you you invited this dude over and he just came into my bathroom and left. He's like, and she's like, fuck off, he's a he's a soldier. I think that makes it even worse because, like, I'm. I swear to God, she goes like, "It's okay. I don't like her anyway." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. oh my God. That oh. roommate. She she should have got a spinoff movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shit she must have seen in that dorm. Oh, oh that's God. how it should have gone down and big. <laughs> yeah. And his best friend was just sleeping in the corner. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy though, because like Josh is going to go back to me in 30, uh, sorry, 13. And it's like, what happens after this? There's like the, the whole thing they don't ever really talk about is like, like, do they still hook up after that? Well, maybe. <laughs> Are they a couple? Does she not say like, you know, maybe you should hang on to my number. It's a bit, that's weird. That's weird. But yeah. it's just like all these things that happen like after. It's like, you know, what happens Do you have after a dad? All this? You know? Like, this. <laughs> Do you have, a dad? Do you have an like, older brother? Do you have an older brother? Yeah. But like, how does he explain this shit to his mom? How does. Well, he'd been kidnapped. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> fuck off. And how I does. Mean, he- at least they tried. Like, again, next week, they don't try. Yeah, they don't try at all. It's like, oh, we just go missing for a week. Yeah. Cool. I mean, because like 13, 13 going on 30, we were talking about that a little bit as the well. Time like, travel, where they don't if, really, if, if go, it. like, you know, she, she goes like into the future and stuff and then she comes back and it's like, she's back in her body, but she saw so much stuff and she's going to live through this. Her life would never be the same. She could have like been a completely different person. She could have invented things that like, she, she could have warned us about 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish. Selfish. <laughs> There's so much stuff. There's so much wrong with 13 going on 30. Yeah. But I mean, and then this, it's like, what, what happens? Like, what, like, how does he explain this? Like, what about the police? Like, so the the mom, 
she calls the cops, right? And then the cops, like, you know, obviously are there and they've, you know, there's like the whole scene of the best friend trying to sneak out so he can get some shit to Josh and they meet up mm. in New York and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's sneaking by the cops and he's screaming at the dog in the car and stuff. And like, you have the cops there. He ends up on a fucking missing person's like, you know, ad on a fucking milk carton, like classic, like, you know, missing child on a milk carton thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's played up for like a bit of a giggle and stuff, but it's like, what happens to that though? Like, or the, yeah. like, do they just stop looking? Because he shows up at home. What does he tell the, the fucking 80s. cops? Like, are they going to look for this mystery man that kidnapped him? That wanted nothing. <laughs> that wanted And did nothing, nothing to His mom forever would be like, seriously, what the fuck happened to you back in 1988? Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you talk to me about this? And he's like, seriously, nothing happened. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? So much happened. <laughs> so much happened. Yeah. I hooked up with this chick. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and find her when I'm 30. She'll be... You know, fifty or whatever. Yeah. Fifty. Everything's yeah. going to be weird for him from now on, though. Like, because, like, you know, could he take experience stuff that you're not supposed yeah, to experience? Really, I mean, you know, or at I least not, not like you know, with someone who's that much older than you. Like, yeah, if you're 13 and you, I mean, there are, I guess, 13 year olds to do shit together and stuff. It really, you know, that's really young, but you know, it happens. But hopefully in your head you're like well, hopefully they're doing it with their own age and stuff and not like much she, older people because that's fucked up yeah you know yeah she's literally jennifer garner and th- going on 30 like hitting on that kid <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah. restaurant yeah that's who she yeah. is in this movie oh man it's even just if weird she doesn't realize, even if she doesn't realize it oh and why would you can you know what a fucking crazy thing to happen mm. but like He's slow or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like when D dates the rapper and always done. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. And then she can't stop seeing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's one of it's my just like, <laughs> yeah, with the hand and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, That's like big. But like, it's it's like, what about her? Like, like she, oh, she kill myself, right? right? You know. <laughs> Just right then and there, I would jump into the river. Yeah, it'd be horrible. I just, you wouldn't, you'd think you were like hallucinating or going mm, crazy. Yeah. I mean, most of these movies would end with someone being like institutionalized. Yeah. But yeah. we always cut up, we always, <laughs> we always cut, cut away, away before with it the happens. happy endings before. Yeah. But the, none the of tra- these endings would be happy. Before the train none comes of off movies. the tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like in the 80s, he comes home, you just, you forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like home alone. Like, uh, it's like, who gives a shit that we left this kid and oh, scarred him just with no around. for years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's done. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, right. So Big was written by Gary Ross. He's the writer of Phil. Guess what? Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. My boy. Oh, shit. He's also you know what we're doing. the writer of Dave. Which is great, top notch. Yeah, the uh, what's his name from Fish Called Wanda? Yeah, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, that would have annoyed me. Because it's not the Eddie Murphy, yeah. Dave. That's sort of a body swap, isn't it? Because isn't he like he's he looks exactly like the president, so the they president. like swap places. Well, then, well, then it's here a life we go. Swap. Like <laughs> it's a life swap. Well, then we're doing the what Prince and the Pauper storyline, yeah. and is that a body swap? Uh, not, literally, not literally, but technically. And again, that's something the next one plays yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get and to. Uh, fuck me. All right, so yeah. he also was the writer-director of Pleasantville, which is... Mm, oh, banger. Notch. 
That's a good. I want to talk about Pleasantville someday. Um, it's kind of like in that line of like uh, the Truman Show and stuff. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sea Biscuit and love to work with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and he also did the Hunger Games, which is crazy. I didn't know he did the Hunger Games, but all right. Wow. And then it would also be uh, his first produced script that he he wrote. So this is like very early on for him, and he co-wrote wow. it with his neighbor Steven Spielberg's sister and Spielberg. Uh, originally, the role of Josh was written with Harrison Ford in mind. <laughs> Could you ever imagine? Yeah. <laughs> and the idea was that Anne's brother, Stephen, was going to direct it. But when Steven yeah. Spielberg's son, Max, was born, he dropped out. And so, too, did Harrison Ford. So the project would find its way like into the ether. Um, James L. Brooks, big producer. Simpsons. Great film. Simpsons. Uh, yeah, so he, he was a producer, and he like filmed... Penny Marshall, and she comes into the picture. And of course, you may remember us talking about Penny Marshall's A League of Their Own back in episode 64. We do love some Penny Marshall we here. Do. And we're currently in the midst of a Penny Marshall season at the Prince Charles Cinema, which did include Big, which mm. sadly played a couple weeks back. And it also included A League of Their Own, which played just last week. But you can still catch Penny Marshall's last directed film, 2001's Riding in Cars with Boys. Starring Drew Barrymore on the 23rd of March. Tickets are available at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Ad. Um, <laughs> ad. Hashtag yeah. ad. Anyway, Penny Marshall, you know, she's the sister, Gary Marshall. She was the ex-wife of Rob Reiner. She got her start in TV as an actress starring in Laverne shows and Shirley. like, you know, Laverne and Shirley, the Happy Days spinoff. You know, but then she moved into feature film directing. And her first feature film was 1986's Whoopi Goldberg comedy, Jumpin' Jack Flash which is very fun. Mm. And she would follow that up with big, which will make her the first female director to gross a hundred million dollars, which is fucking awesome. Oh, fuck. Really cool. cool. Well, to know. Um, so yeah, Tom Hanks was cast as Josh Baskins in the adult version. Um, he was, you know, he, he was like, big, he was getting bigger. Like at the time, <laughs> you know, he's, he'd done bachelor party, he had done Splash mm. by this point, but this was sure. the film that made him a star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, initially, Penny Marshall offered the role to Tom Hanks as he was her first choice, but Tom Hanks was busy with films like Dragnet and Punchline, so he couldn't take the part. Dragnet? Yeah. Could you imagine if he didn't do big because of Dragnet? <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid were asked. But they turned it down. Wow, all American boy, <laughs> yeah. baseball boy, yeah, baseball. Yeah, those those are some baseball boys. Another sort of baseball boy, uh, Albert Brooks. Oh, he turned it down, saying that he didn't want to play a kid. I can totally see Albert Brooks playing this. I could actually, yeah, yeah I could really, really see it. Funny, maybe a bit more uh, adult. Adult, yeah, a, a bit, bit darker, yeah. Cynical. Sean Penn apparently auditioned, but he and he had a great read, but Penny Marshall thought he was too young. I guess he was a bit younger at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then Gary Busey auditioned. Fuck no, man. But Penny Marshall said that while he had the energy of a child, she didn't think he could mentally pull off playing an adult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does that mean? He is an adult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fucking child. Uh, this is sad. Um, maybe I could see him doing this. John Travolta really wanted the role. Okay. But at the time, he was considered box office poison, and the studio didn't want him. 
So yeah, it was still a few more years until John Travolta got out of that funk with films like Look Look Who's Talking. (laughs) Fiction. It was Look Who's Talking that pulled him out of the slums. And then Look Who's Talking Um, too. Yeah, to (laughs) be honest, those films were huge hits, and they were. I had so like yeah, had them all on tape. Yeah, I loved Look Who's Talking. (laughs) Yeah, great. Uh, But yeah, of course, now you see me now. Was the uh, (laughs) now you see me now? (laughs) Yeah, Pulp Fiction was the one that pulled him out. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. And then Penny Marshall offered it to her friend, Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, shit. Bobby D. Bobby D. And yeah. he was seeking a family-friendly fr- commercial film at the time. So it was kind of like a match made in heaven. Uh, I read that there was an idea that it would have been to like rewrite the character of Josh that would make him a bit more of a street-smart kid. Uh, thus, the adult <laughs> version of De Niro might have come off a bit tougher and meaner. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Thought of like the hot chick. <laughs> but have you seen have you seen uh have you seen the SNL skit um with Tom Hanks? I don't know how much longer it was like after he did big, but there was like these uh big outtakes that he he was like he was the host, I guess, of SNL. And yeah. um it seemed like it was maybe in the early nineties. And he was just like, you know, uh, yeah, I get stopped on the street a lot. You know, people always talking about big. That was a big popular film I did. You know, I, I, I was actually on a plane the other day and there was like, you know, people watching it on the screen. So I just put my head up next to it and just start going. Blah, blah. <laughs> so yeah. it was really funny. And then he goes, but yeah, here's some outtakes of how the film would have been. And it was just like these insane things like of him, like just bullying little kids around. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I think like I have pushing them that, in the yeah. face and stuff and like starting fights. It's like, what are you going to? Dude, you see how big I am? <laughs> I'm big. <laughs> so You're good. little. So good. It's, and it Just got me thinking because, like, no lie, last night I watched uh, Road to Perdition. And uh, what a double bill. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, you're on, a, you're on a Tom Hanks. I'm on role, a Tom man. Hanks. Any particular yeah. reason? No, I don't know. I think just, in, just the mood. in the mood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've always liked Road to Perdition and I always thought it was like mm. weird how like it's one of those films that's actually really good, but no one talks about it. It's one of those no. films that just kind of got under forgotten. the radar. Yeah. yeah. It's well made. Sam Mendes did a really good job. It's mm. like very like cool story. I mean, it's, I think the only thing that's missing from it that probably would have made it like a, a fucking rememberable <laughs> movie was that it, it, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was missing dong you needed to hang dong. dong where'd that tom hanks dong <laughs> no <laughs> is he big or not damn it <laughs> it needed like 30 <laughs> extra minutes i know i don't like a long ass movie but like yeah. it needed 30 minutes of a, like a build-up of his like of his like childhood and stuff and like yeah, all yeah. that stuff with him and Paul Newman. I think it would have really made that film like an epic fucking awesome film. But yeah, anyway, I'm watching this film and he's sort of bad, but he's not really, he's even as bad as he is in that film. He's still a hero. And it's just mm. like, I've never seen Tom Hanks play bad. Have you ever seen a film where no, he's a bad guy? Ever played a villain. I mean, it's like Tom Cruise, right? Never played a villain. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tom Cruise had now, but like back in the, the day, only yeah. thing I can think of with Tom Hanks in the movie I haven't seen, The Lady Killer. Yeah, but it's still like it's he's not the it's villain. It's played the for team. laughs, though, and it's like yeah, that's a like a yuck a sort of film. So it's sort but of like can he play bad? I, 
I feel like he can do anything. It's Tom Hanks, man. It's Tom Hanks. That was such a sincere yeah. answer. He could do anything. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's he playing the colonel. He's playing the colonel in um the, that new Elvis movie. Yeah. Who's, you no, know, maybe maybe he's bad. He's bad in that. I mean, he's um, bad as in like he's that's his first like legitimately like dude that was bad, bad role. role. <laughs> bad yeah, like you're bad. You're bad horrible. in this movie. <laughs> no, I mean he's good in the Polar Express. <laughs> No, um, no yeah, just I he would, never plays like a baddie. It's weird. Like no, and he could yeah. just from that SNL sketch. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't it's know so if good we would accept him. Maybe now because he's older. Now you could just fuck with the image, yeah. and people might be open to that. But like for a long time, I don't think that would have gone down well because he was so like American sweetheart. But I think there's power in that. Mm. Like that's literally that's Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah. Everybody loved Jimmy Stewart, and then but fucking then Hitchcock makes Vertigo. And, you know, spoilers, he's the bad guy in that movie. You find out. But that's what's fucking brilliant about it. Yeah, I mean, it it would be good to see, like, um, you know, it's funny watching that and just seeing what he could do with this film as well. Like, if they had put those scenes in, just him using his powers (laughs) of being older in a funny way. Going to a playground. It would have been really funny, but, you know that's the thing about this film. It's so wholesome, you know, <laughs> like the worst thing he does is like has sex with a woman, you know? And it's like, it, like at the time it's, it's like, she thinks he's an adult. So it is fucked up, but it's like, he's 13. But technically not legal. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's 13. So it's like, he, I don't know. Okay. Oh. But, you know, it's like on one hand, once upon a time in America and the other hand, big. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, is it the same? Yeah, it's not nearly as There you go. There you go. Uh, Well, De Niro wasn't the studio's first choice, as they wanted Warren Beatty. These are weird choices, man. So, Penny Marshall, knowing that Warren Beatty was, like, someone that they wanted, she went to go approach Warren Beatty. She was friends with him and stuff, and he bluntly told her that he wouldn't listen to her. Because she asked him, would you listen to me if I was directing you on set? And he said no. No, you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what it was like. Really? Yeah, basically. It was what it, and she was like, I read this interview where, where she was talking about it. And she was just like, I mean, to be honest, like, I, at least he was being honest, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, But yeah, it's just a bit shit. And then uh, seeing what other stars like Chevy Chase and John Candy were making on these types of films, Robert De Niro. John Candy. Well, no. no. <laughs> would have been a good shout. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. but that would have been a good shout. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, John Candy would have been a good shout. Uh, but yeah, seeing what they those guys were making on films like these, like these comedy, wholesome comedies, like uh, De Niro's asking price became $6 million, which Ooh, became no. too expensive. And he heard yeah. about the studio's interest in Warren Beatty, which kind of, I think, rubbed him the wrong way. Mm. And he declined. It's like, okay, fuck you. Like Penny Marshall was like, well, we can't pay you this much, but I'll offer you to pay you out of my own salary. And, uh, and I think even like James L. Brooks was sort of like, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you like, you know, I'll take you a pick up. No, I think he was like, you could pay him out of your salary. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, De Niro was it. like, no. And he drops out. And De Niro was like, you know, we should be taking Brooks's money, not like yours. Like we're in <laughs> yeah. this together, but like let's take Brooks's money. Yeah, it was weird, a very weird thing. Hollywood's fucked up. Actress Deborah Winger, a friend of Penny Marshall's, I don't know if she was lobbying for the role, but she asked if uh, the gender gender could be swapped. Oh, uh, and Penny Marshall explained. So this is interesting here. She explained that. She couldn't find a way to make a thirty-something-year-old man in a relationship with a twelve-year-old girl not be creepy. 
they fucking they go. know back then that it's like they a new back okay. then that, that would just so be creepy boy, but like yeah now like i don't know i'm glad i live in the world Unless where it's, it's mark ruffalo it's less it's getting less like acceptable because it's fucked up man it's fucked yeah. up they think jerry lee lewis you know marrying a 13 year old cousin. like we're way past it's that. Fu- like, yeah, of course, the South Park stuff's funny, Blake, but like, it's not funny. But that's, but that's the yeah, joke. Yeah, it's not funny it, at that, all. Like, yeah. the actual reality of a 13-year-old boy in his class, like, hooking up with his teacher, it's fucked up. It's like predatory behavior. It's abuse, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. And I think, like, the only thing that sort of plays here is the fact that she doesn't know but like yeah it's fucked up for her because it ends in this hollywood ending and we don't know like harping back on what we were talking about like what happens to her like that's some serious fucking psychological damage (laughs) that's years of therapy that's the rest of her life and yeah like i could i don't see this movie and like you're like oh she's you know a predator in this movie yeah it's more like that's fucked up to like for her yeah like she has to deal with this thing that she you know slept with a minor (sighs) and didn't know it (laughs) <laughs> big two uh, big in the city <laughs> big two big time therapy and he starts, big, <laughs> yeah she's in therapy and he starts going out with her daughter yeah he's her therapist <laughs> uh, well the De Niro business ended up raising the project's profile in Hollywood so Penny Marshall approached Tom Hanks again and he said yes and he accepted the role for two million dollars so, That's still a lot yeah, of money, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to prepare for the role, Penny Marshall had Tom Hanks hang out with uh, two child actors who would play Josh and Billy uh, in a room filled with toys. And this is where the silly string thing came from because like, oh, the three of them got <laughs> yeah, their hands on a can of silly string in real life. And then they were like, oh, let's put that in. You guys just fuck around. So again, another film of you hanging out with a bunch of child child stars or whatever just to kind of like you know, figure out how to be a child. And that played up a lot because David Moscow, who plays the younger Josh. So originally he was cast to be Josh's best friend, Billy, when De Niro was attached. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when Tom Hanks came aboard, he looked so much like Tom Hanks that they swapped him to be Josh. Really good casting, yeah. yeah. And then Jared Rushton, who's awesome as well. I feel like he's been in tons of things like back in the day and he's completely disappeared. For sure. But he was really fun in this film. Uh, I think he... Had, like Penny Marshall, so like De Niro was there, uh, hanging out. Whenever, like he was there, like <laughs> hanging out with Penny Marshall, and they had gotten pretty like far along. It was just like it just didn't work out. But she did have him hanging out with Jared Rushton, who I think was going to play Josh if De Niro stayed on the project. So he was around. But he was doing the streetwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played more like a De Niro. So maybe they just swapped the role. It's weird, dude. There's a longer version of this film. Like, obviously, I watched this on Disney Plus, which is great. Like it's, a director's cut. Yeah, there's like an extended version. And you go into like, like his backstory, like Billy's. Well, not backstory, but Billy's home life, which mm. is completely cut from this. Um, but there's these like scenes where his mom's just horrible and it seems like Billy's life is just like fucking shit. Like his home life is terrible. And like his whole existence literally is like that he has this friendship with Josh because he's picked on at school and stuff. He sucks at basketball yeah. and nobody likes him. But Josh is his best friend. And it's so much sadder. There's all these things that I think they like took out of the film to like make it a little bit more wholesome because otherwise it's just sad. <laughs> this episode is just <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah like 
David Moscow, like, so a thing that they did with him was that, like, they had him play all the adult scenes of Josh, and then they videotaped it um, so that Tom Hanks could study the videotape and how he, you know, acted in those situations. And then he could use that as his, you know, as, as the adult version of the character um, mm. doing, like, you know, playing in the store and all that sort of stuff. And, like, how he would react to it, even like, you know, down to him touching the boobs and stuff. They had the little kids. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, sorry, I'm just fucking. Um, no, like they filmed a lot of these scenes. Now, how would you hold this boob at a 13 year old? <laughs> and Elizabeth Perkins, yeah. like mad uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, David Moscow, he was going through a weird growth spurt as well. So his feet were growing like faster than the rest of his body. So he had these like really huge shoes. And, uh, he sort of like walked like a duck almost. So like <laughs> walked like a duck, <laughs> talk like a duck. <laughs> so is this Howard the duck? I mean, that's weird. <laughs> There's some weird sex in Howard the duck. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, uh, Tom Hanks wore these larger shoes to help him mimic the kids walk. And then he would also employ this later where, uh, he was making Forrest Gump speak of the devil. Um, and he, <laughs> basically did a lot of those same techniques mimicking the kids uh, accent and everything because he had Mm -hmm. a very Southern accent and shit. So Mm -hmm. uh, the shimmy shimmy cocoa pop song that we were singing at the beginning. uh, Yeah. Very well. Yeah. (laughs) I might imagine. Uh, Apparently that was based on a version of a popular, obviously a popular kids rhyming song, but apparently it was Colin Hanks who learned the song at summer camp and he was singing it. And he loved to sing it. And it was like a year prior that he had learned the song and he sung it all the time around the house. So Tom Hanks brought it to the film. Colin Hanks, he had Colin Hanks was born when this one, how old was Colin Hanks at this point? He would have been like a, I mean, Tom Hanks had him, I think in the early eighties or late seventies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Cause he's not, uh, what's his wife's name? Rita. I forget him from that thing. You yeah. Did. It's she, Colin is not her son. But Chet is her son. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh man, that's bad. Yeah. So Colin, if Chet, if Chet is her son, <laughs> then you know, you know where those fucking genes came from. <laughs> that patois. Colin's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So he made Orange County. That fucking great. Yeah. Colin's you know, been he around have for to do a while. anything. He's 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 quite a bit older, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So he learned that song in camp, and Tom Hanks brought the song to the set, and he adapted the lyrics based on like what the kid was singing, and also like the intonation and everything. And then I guess created the extra lyrics that you get the whole ice cream song bullshit. So yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, Tom Hanks also improvised the scene where he ate baby corn, like it was regular sized corn. And I gotta say, Phil. Snack time! I'm desperate for good times, although it seems hopeless. But if we have a snack time, our hope will grow. Oh, it's snack time. It's snack time. And you know what I did? You know what I did? You know what I did? I think the same thing I did. <laughs> Baby corn. That's the only thing to get, man. Baby corn, Baby bro. Baby corn. Baby corn. I mean, I cooked it like 
an hour and a half ago. Mine is raw. So it, yeah. Oh, yours yeah, is raw. Because you can eat it so, raw. I looked it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was too lazy. Shit. I was like, do I cook this or can I eat this? I mean, so how are you going to eat it? You I'm know, gonna eat you know it like to, we, Tom Hanks time. eats it, which is a, one it. of the best scenes in the film. Okay. I mean, kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> totally works. I'm a bit into it. I'm just gonna eat it. <laughs> Not bad. How's yours? I wish I would have cooked it. <laughs> yeah. but it's okay I mean you Mine's can't eat cold, it raw so it's made or cooked and it smells like everything I fucking eat tastes like dog <laughs> <laughs> just boy all around yeah <laughs> how many um therapy sessions do you give this to give this new baby course how many much needed therapy sessions post the event of the movie big do you give your baby coin definitely 10 <laughs> uh, at least at 10. least 10 not bad though yeah oh you got more oh my boy's ready I might cut it like a whole pack yeah. dude I want to go make one I, I I got a pack of it the other day and I just threw the rest of them in my stir fry and saved one <laughs> my, yeah, oh nice <laughs> I did it in reverse so I got a pack and yeah. I don't know how much I'll actually use for dinner and shit so yeah I mean it's it's, it's like we had to get it's uh, there's no other snack, right? They nothing else would do. I almost got a milkshake because that's what he asked for. Oh yeah, instead of because what's the thing he eats after? Oh, she gives him caviar, beluga. It, it is caviar, yeah, right? Beluga, because she said she said beluga, and I was yeah. like, what is that? Yeah, it's gross. It looked gross. Yeah, I mean, like that's the only thing to get. Like that's one of the funniest scenes in the film. It, it's up there with me. With uh, so fun, he just played it. So yeah, straight. yeah, like him just eating it. Like I remember, I always thought that was funny, um, because like I think when I was a kid, when I first saw that, I was unsure, like even what it was. And then when I first saw baby corn, I was like, oh, that's what it was. And I thought <laughs> you had to eat it that way. And then it was like a little bit older. Why wouldn't you eat it funny. like that? Yeah, but it's up there with me, like things that I find it tickles me, sort of, um, with like Ace Ventura playing with the. I think it's in. Is it in the first or the second one where he's playing with like the asparagus and he's got like all the asparagus in his mouth? <laughs> it's the first one. I yeah, think. it's so funny. Right at the party. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I was just eating all that shit like an asshole. <laughs> like all that fucking like, oh God. Oh, all that like pate and shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Baby corn. Yeah. We did it. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins plays Susan Lawrence. I mean, she's great, dude. She's great. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, despite having you know, Wilma a, prob- a problematic role. Wilma. Wilma of course, Thornstone. she went to Wilma. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, she's great. She's like very classic eighties look. She's yeah. Got the big curly hair and stuff. No, she's great. She she like again that's a hard thing to cast like the whole thing could be creepy and for the majority of it, it's not because they're very sweet, Mm -hmm. especially her. She's like, you know, she, you know, he let her sort of let her inner child. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the trade off. Softens her edges, you know, you see how like wound up she is. Like, it's like this film perfectly. I think that's the thing. If it didn't have that stupid thing that we're of course going to have to talk (laughs) about, which we, we have talked about to death. Um, but like 
this film is really good about like showing how much bullshit it is being an adult and how overrated it is. Like, cause yeah. everybody's unhappy. They're it's just, just work it and bills and like, responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody like needs to have that bit of child. And like, I think as an adult watching it, you like really see like all those things about like being childish in life as an adult, which would help you, you know, because otherwise you're mm. just like miserable. Um, you know, if you're getting too bogged down by everything, which is like what most of these adult characters are like. When he gets into that office, everybody's fucking miserable. <laughs> like, and they work at a toy yeah, company. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like for him, this is like a paradise. And you get to play with fucking toys? Like, are you kidding me? Why are you so unhappy? <laughs> but everybody's like so like bogged down by the bullshit. It's sort of like, I mean, the next character was uh, Robert uh Logia, like who plays Mr. McMillan, like he's based on the toy retailer FAO Schwartz, then CEO P- Peter Harris, who was known for being youthful and goofy. So that's the whole vibe with him. And it's like mm. that scene where he's like, uh, what's a marketing report? And he's like, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel in my job sometimes. I'm like supposed to be dealing with PR and marketing. And anytime things get a little too like serious of like having to like look into why things act the way they do and like why customers are doing this or that or the other. It's sort of like, I don't fucking understand this. Like, I think it's all fake. Like you're just making <laughs> shit up. Like who cares? Like this is like, it. Yeah. And your process has changed. Like, especially in social media, like algorithms and all that change every two weeks that it, as soon as you get your head wrapped around one way of the way Facebook operates, they change everything. And it's just sort of like, fuck this. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, what's the what's the credit note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the piano scene with Robert Loggia is like chef's kiss. One of the most iconic scenes from '80s films. Like, it's fucking yeah. perfect, man. They got the idea for the piano from walking into an FAO, the FAO Schwartz, and there was an actual six and a half foot long piano there, a uh, walking piano, um, with one octave. So the studio mm-hmm. commis- commissioned the inventor of the piano, uh, Remo Saracini, or Saracini, to build a 16-foot-long three-octave piano so that Josh and McMillan could play heart and soul on it. Uh, so they actually learned on a cardboard rep- replica of this piano. Uh, just like, I guess they mapped out the steps and everything. I- can't believe it every time you watch it you watch their routine you can't believe they're hitting it and they're remembering it yeah it's amazing and when they arrived on set apparently there was stunt performers there and oh to do it for them yeah to basically so they would get close-ups so their feet in case if they messed up so they could get their feet like so josh and you know well tom hanks and robert loggia they they would go and do it but they would, you know, obviously get close-ups of their face and them jumping around and stuff. But then if they need to show their feet and actually maybe the sound of it uh, would be the stunt performers to get a perfect take. Uh, but it turned out they ended up doing it on their first their first take. And they nailed it. Really? Yeah. First take? Because they, like, they knew it. They had practiced it. And the dancers weren't even needed. So it's like... That fucking big leap they do yeah, always gets it's me. so I good. And then after so the movie success, uh, Sarah Cini, you know, began selling the 16-foot version of it for $15,000. So, of course, that became a huge toy for rich assholes. <laughs> yeah. Put it in their garage and forget yeah. about it. Let's uh, round out the rest of the cast. Of course, there's John Hurd is Paul Davenport. Holy shit. John Hurd. 
what an asshole in this film. It's crazy. It's <laughs> like I was already talking Perfect about Home film. Alone. I always and think of him dad. as Home Alone, the dad. And he's an awful yeah. man. Well, but, you know, he's still like, not, but he's sort sure. of Kevin's dad, though. So he's sort of this wholesome dad. He's, he's not a bad guy, but it feels like he's really uncaring in yeah. that, too. And I think it's because I always see him as the guy from Big. Yeah, that's true. And also, he's so much weaker compared to, like, Catherine O'Hara, who completely steals that movie. So it's like, yeah, you don't even movie. give a shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's such a prick pushy when they're like playing tennis and stuff yeah and he's just making up the rules yeah. and like just trying to beat him and better him at every ch- he's such a like insecure piece of shit yeah and he's like you're literally fighting a child he's literally 13 years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great um Deborah Jo Rupp who's from that 70s show yeah, his mother, the mom. She uh, plays Josh's secretary, Mrs. Patterson. So that's kind of funny. Like, she seems like terrified of him, which is really weird. I don't know if it's just her job. Like, they, yeah, that uh, seemed like a like uh, you know from another body yeah, film movie, Missing right? Like or what? Yeah, like you know, in thirteen going on thirty, that makes sense because she, the person she jumped into, is a piece of shit. Yeah, but this person doesn't exist. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not like he jumped into. Her a body that already existed and was ruining this woman's life or something. <laughs> like yeah. she's so she's just incredibly wound yeah. up. Um, you have John Lovitz, Scotty Brennan playing a yeah. total creep really, but, uh, she eats you a lot <laughs> or whatever the yeah. line is. I'll stay away from yeah. her. <laughs> yes. Such a good line. She yeah. have her legs wrapped around you. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently he was supposed to have a bigger role. And he got sick while they were filming. And he was actually better in time to come back and, you know, complete the rest of the scenes he was supposed to do. But he assumed that the movie was going to be a flop. So he basically just kind of like didn't get in contact with producers and no one got in contact with him. So like they just kind of like left his character at that. So he never came back. Uh, Oh, okay. Because he thought it was just going to be a flop. And I could see that from the outside, but you know. And it wasn't just have him, faith like, in the material. I think Tom Hanks and you know Elizabeth Perkins assumed that it was going to go straight to VHS as well. So they were going to ruin our careers. Yeah. Um, and finally, you got Mercedes Ruel is uh, Mrs. Baskins. Like she's great. I always like seeing her mm. and things as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's all that really matters to talk about with those people. But I kind of like mm. you know obviously I was asking about like what do, what does he say to his mom and stuff. But there was something else I ran across that I thought was kind of funny. Like a really funny question is like what if this film was like werewolf rules and like you know <laughs> what every like full moon he turned into a thirty year old. Well, either that or like you know what if you know because like if you shoot a werewolf with a silver bullet. And he dies, he turns back into the human, you know? So what if, yeah. like, Josh dies as an adult? Does he turn back into the little boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's fucking around on these trampolines and stuff, and he's getting in fights. You know, all all this shit. He can get hit by a bus. You know, whatever it is, you know? Uh, if he just died, like, it would be yeah. funny if he just turned back into a little kid. <laughs> I mean, there you go. There's your fucking sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just like Dead. bust up that Noltar machine. Dead. But is this Noltar machine yeah, what are the doing rules? this to what are okay, what are the yeah. rules? Is it doing it to lots of people? Yeah. It's just like a worldwide ph- phenomenon. Does it have he, to be unplugged? 
Yeah, exactly. Does it have to be that specific yeah. a question? Is that the only wish you can grant? If so, I bet lots of kids have asked for yeah. that. And like, does it have to be that machine? Because Noltone's like a chain mm-hmm. of machine. Does it have to be that one in the same spot? I mean, because it just magically reappeared there. And it's just that thing of like, it doesn't matter. It just it's there when he needs. Well, it. it didn't magically reappear. It, it got tra- like you know taken to a different place. So it was a different carnival, I, and he passed by it. Remember, like, because he goes to the carnival with, uh, with oh, Susan. Oh yeah, and they walk right past it, and it's the thing he's been looking for, and he walks right past it because he's like kind of happy. Not looking. He's for not it. looking yeah. for it anymore. Oh god, yeah. But when he comes back for it, I always read it as like he just goes back to where the original carnival is. No, like and it just happens to be it, there. It again. was in the same carnival that he and Susan went to. Um, and Billy, okay, that you makes know, Billy sense. had it on, like you know, he he it's like, got oh, it. there, yeah. he found it, yeah. But still, it's it's sort of weird, like the whole like. And what if she was like, oh, like come on, let's do the wish, you'll be fine. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and like, what do you want to wish for? <laughs> let's just do it again, like, dude. You know, you yeah, can let's just do it, like. Just, per- just, just tell her you were fucking with her. Like, you know, you're just like, oh, I've, you know, I've not been in a relationship. I want to be big forever. <laughs> and she'll be like, what? <laughs> like alive forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, big. And he turned into an actual giant. <laughs> you know, big came out the same year as four other body swap films. So I think that's sort of why Tom Hanks and Elizabeth Perkins and maybe even. Uh, why was this the thing? Maybe even why John Lovett thought year? it was going to be a flop. I don't know. I so don't what know. are the other ones? So, all right, and so, why aren't we talking about them? <laughs> so Big came out late because it could have been made earlier had Tom Hanks initially signed on mm. when or or even like if Spielberg wanted to make it, like if they made it, you know, it was around for a couple of years, I guess, and they like knew that, you know, they could make it, but then it just kind of got delayed because of the whole De Niro, Tom Hanks sort of kerfuffle. So Mm. Yeah, I mean, it didn't get made until 88, but by that point, like, Father Like Son had come out with Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore in 87. The Holy shit. The Grande came yeah. out in Italy, which is literally, and I've read that, like, the Grande <laughs> kind of helped influence Big a little bit, but <laughs> literally what it was was an eight-year-old boy who gets upset that he's not taken seriously and he's a bit of a bratty kid. Who wishes mm. to be big, and then grande? He, he he's grande, and then he goes uh, to hide out at his teacher's house because he doesn't know where else to go. And he goes and he fucking has a romance with his teacher. It's even weirder because he's eight, <laughs> even younger, even younger. And then he has this relationship, and then he like makes a wish to go back to be young again and convinces the teacher to do the same thing. <laughs> That's interesting. Do you think that would have undone the creepiness here? I don't know. Because they, you, you could have, weird. you could have pushed that arc a little bit yeah. because it's him growing up and her. Yeah. Like chilling out. So like, yeah. maybe you could do a thing. Where she's like, she was like, That's I've a pretty before. fucking sweet deal for her. She could essentially live her life again. Yeah. What if she didn't have a great life? She could just do it again. But now she's kind of tied to this dude. Yeah, but where's she going to live and stuff, you know? In the you house. You're going to go home? Yeah. Like, Mom, Dad, I'm 13 again. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and I've got this girl. Can you adopt it's like, her? like, I can take care or of myself. I just need to, like, live somewhere. Yeah. No one's going to yeah. get me a flat. 
No, she can just keep the job and just bullshit it and say she had like some degenerative. <laughs> All right, so there's also Vice Versa with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, which we mentioned. Very good movie. Fathers. I would say a very good movie. There was 18 again with George Burns, who was 81, who turns into an 18 year old, which they again made later later on 17 again. 17 again. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Big. Where Matthew Perry was 71. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some hell of a makeup job on him. Uh, yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. So Friends really did him in. Films. And then Big just turned out to be the biggest fucking one of them all. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the best one. It's, I mean, having not seen three out of four of those. There's no like real music in this film, is there? Like, it's just a really good score. Like I'm not yeah, saying it's a nice little yeah, there's not, like, but there's the no commercial like, music. songs like there's no Song. soundtrack songs. There's really. no what I like about yeah, you. Yeah, there's no what I like about you. I don't recall there being any other songs. There might have been, but but anyway, no, the this only song I remember is the one they do. Scores by Howard Shore. He, like it's a great score. It's very whimsical, mm. fun score, and I think like uh, that's what I think they they made the musical because they were like, oh, it's very musical sounding. But it's not a musical. Not everything that is a fun has 80s a movie musical. has to be a musical. Why in the fuck did they make a, like, you know, Back to the Back Future? To the future. And all, like, That's oh. literally a trend. It's oh. literally a trend in the West End right yeah. now where it's like they don't even run for very long, but I feel like it's just the same cast. Yeah. Like, and they're just dressing them up in, in different 80s yeah, movies. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want any don't of these. None of these, lend, none of these lend themselves for a musical. It doesn't seem to matter because yeah. you know because you get songs like "I'm a on big boy, boy." <laughs> when you're a big boy, you don't want to see like a an embarrassed fourteen year old kid singing because you're a big boy. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Jesus Christ. It's weird, and it's it just like you're missing the point. All the best bits are big, are the quiet moments. Yeah, it's it's him being scared in his apartment. Yeah, dude. Left there alone. Like that scared me as a kid. I remember thinking, it's a lovely little scene. It's so relatable. It's scary. Those scenes of him walking around the, down the street when he's first there. New York would be, yeah. Yeah. People screaming. I mean, London's like like that sometimes. It's fucking literally like at night. Yeah, man. It's really late. It's like, ugh. And like, if you're a kid, even though he's a grown up, like he's got the mind of a child. So it would be terrifying. And then I love, but like by the end, He's like not even <laughs> paying attention yeah. to the screams anymore. Yeah, there's like that gunshots on his up. TV and he turns yeah. it off. And he and just turns like up. pap, 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 pap in real <laughs> life. And he's just like, oh. yeah. Did you see him yeah, eating, eating his, uh, he was like eating a fucking Oreo cookie and he's licking all oh, like the little off. bits off, but he's throwing the cookie bit. It's like, fuck you, you, you like fucking little he kid. He got a double stack it. Oh, yeah. It's wasteful. Gross ass bastard. All right, so Big, <laughs> Big was released in June of 1988. It opened at number two with $8.2 million in its first weekend. Ended up grossing $116 million in the U.S. and $36 million internationally for a total of $151 million on an $18 million mm. budget. And like I said earlier, Penny Marshall, first woman to pass the $100 million mark. Awesome. It was a big hit with the critics and audiences alike. Tom Hanks would go on to win a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy, and he would get his very first Oscar nomination at the Academy Awards, losing out to Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. 
I mean, they're kind of similar performances. <laughs> yeah. If we're, you know, if we're being yeah. honest. Um, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know he got nominated for Big. They would never nominate a movie yeah, like that. Yeah, it's anymore. weird. Like we we talk about like the populist vote yeah. and like they aren't going to throw out a touch and it's like, but they did used to do it. I don't know why they have to like force themselves yeah. to do it now. Like you know, like Marissa Tomei being nominated for My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. why can't we do that anymore? Mm. Why isn't it like just across the board? You don't you don't take half of these shit seriously even though some of the best stuff of the year will come from those movies oh i mean big is the epitome of white man privilege so it's like you know it's like i get it (laughs) you know so i mean that's exactly what this film is like you know like a a dumbass who falls half half half-ass backwards into like you know a dream job dream apartment dream life Um, and every younger voter is like fuck this is me (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah Uh, but yeah, also the script was nominated. Gary Ross and Ann Spielberg were nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which also lost mm. to Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Big year Goddamn for Raymond. Man. Cleaning up, yeah. Well, Phil, I mean, that's it. Uh... We can all say that, you know, maybe Josh was a little too big for his britches, but I'm still not too sure <laughs> what the rules are. Like, how did this stupid machine work? You know, it was unplugged. How did it shoot him into adulthood overnight? Did it have to be unplugged to work? If it didn't, did you know, like, did did he have to like correctly aim his quarter to the mouth? And if he missed, like, would he have not gotten his wish? Mm. It's also an overnight thing again, yeah. not instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to do with like radiation, yeah. <laughs> like microwave radiation, <laughs> whatever that machine emits. <laughs> or maybe it's like was built on an old. Boob. Indian yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. It was asked. I don't know. So yeah, this is one of my this might be my favorite version of it though. Because it's so like fuck it. Who cares? You know, like it's so but not stupid, like Angel Dust is stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you would go like every time I see an auto machine, like I put a pound in and I fucking get a stupid little <laughs> little Your fortune. I love bad. it. I ha- I I have a mini one I got for Dusty for Christmas and it like works a lot. The ball comes on and it gives you you have like these paper fortunes and it's really fun. But it's not made me big so far. Oh. I mean Yeah. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can say in some way. Oh, okay, yeah. Oi. Although this film did have the obligatory like have to look at your private parts. Which every movie Every single movie breast, done. your ass, look at your dick. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> look at your lack of dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think Phil, I think we need to dig a little deeper to really find out what are the rules. To really get to the bottom of the body swap film. And we need to, you know, just once more, fuck around and find out. Find out. I think we need to dive into the barrel mm-hmm. and really scrape the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, we really just see what we come up with. Fucking pump all that like fucking liquid out. Because next yeah. week we're going to explore gender bending as we take on at its finest. What will be likely the uh, worst film that we ever talk about on this podcast? It's 2002's. The hot chick starring Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider <laughs> Rob is Schneider. Oh girl. <laughs> oh, That's it. That's God, the movie. Still, I'm not ready yet. I'm like not. I'm like excited to talk about it, but I'm also really not looking forward to yeah. it. It's generally going to be the worst film we ever watch. But hey, it's on Disney Plus, so you can watch it if you have Disney Plus, which I think everybody has now. So. 
If yeah. I've got it, everybody's got it. I did not appreciate that on Disney Plus, one of the, you know, that's like recommended films mm-hmm. underneath it. Bubble Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. But they're not the same. They're not the same. Yeah. Maybe a little. My Disney Plus but recommendations have been off the wall since I watched The Hot Chick. So. You know, it's, uh, you know. See what we do for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. See what also, we do. Also, Deuce Bigelow, like, it tried to autoplay Deuce Bigelow right no! after, and I was like, "Get that shit the fuck out of here!" No. Oh man. So yeah, next week we'll be talking about you know all the greatness that is Rob Schneider and how he actually had a film career on the Podcast Cinecast. So if you like what Somehow. you hear, ladies and gentlemen, head over to the PCC Podcast on Twitter. Instagram you can follow us there you can leave us a message or whatever you can say hi let us know how you're doing or you can hit us up at podcast at princechallscinema.com tell us how it's going we'll get some user feedback going soon uh, you can find me at tall for all T-A-L-L the number four A-L-L on Twitter and Instagram and Phil where can people find you with boy just beating uh, the shit out of you <laughs> I'm being accosted by a, a boy right <laughs> a now boy. Um, I'm up far away from that on Twitter and in real life and, and yeah um, playing with this one. Boy. Take a walking this one and picking up his poop. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I can hear him going. Stop licking me! Yeah, <laughs> geez, yeah. G- I'm sorry. Good luck. <laughs> I would put him in the other room, but he just click clacked over here. <laughs> yeah. Not um, yet. Later. I'll walk you in about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long we're going to shit on the hot chick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you guys next week with the hot chick. Don't, um... Go on any roller coaster you're too short for. Yeah. I want to have a lesson at the end of each of these. Just, just know that you shouldn't do that. Like, and don't... Don't sleep with 13-year-old kids and masquerading as adult men. No, that's not her fault. There. It's not her fault. We can't make it her fault because that's the part of but the she problem. she still does it. That's part but of the problem, Phil. Mm, she still does it. <laughs> mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. All right. I like how last week you were like, oh, it's okay. But now this week you seem to have changed your tune. Wow. <laughs> changed my tune. Yeah. Sick. Oh, convenient. You sick bastard. <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.